Hey, this is Kevin Sanders, and this is my podcast from Cancer to Courage. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional. No. I have no letters behind my name. No. I'm Kevin Sanders, and this is my story. And I am his friend. Producer, buddy, marketer, friend, guy, awesome man. Amen. Uh, recap, this is pod fi- podcast 15, recap of pod 14, a um, couple deep questions were if I doubted myself, um, and why did, my mo- why did my mother die of cancer, but you didn't? And also we talked about father wounds. Pretty heavy, pretty heavy yeah, last and podcast. I think, mm-hmm. I think um, in the last podcast, I didn't... There were some good times with my dad. It wasn't all um, bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, um, I didn't say that I loved him. So I'm saying that I loved him on this podcast. But you didn't last one. Well, that's why I said this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I, I did. You know, it's it's um, the bottom line is he's still your parent, you know. And um, mm-hmm. we talked about they. Do what they know how to do. I'm a parent, and I'm I can only parent the way I know how to parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, which 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 is different. It's not uh, I'm not violent. Yeah, it's I'm like lovable. How you're how you're brought up, how you were raised. Well, yeah, man. I mean, I was raised with that. Well, my father, but I made this thing that I was not going to be like him. Mm-hmm. You know. I totally agree. And, um, yeah, man. But so, yeah. I, I think I spent years just saying to myself, I will not be like my father. I will not be like yeah. my father. I will not be like my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I And I look like my dad. And I used to hate people say, mm-hmm. you look like your father. I'm like, damn. You know? <laughs> Dang I used it. to hate it because, yeah, it's like, because you, first of all, you're being whipped on like Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali, boom, you know, mm-hmm. trying to break it down for our younger uh, Oscar De La Hoya, you know, <laughs> yeah. So you, you, you're dealing with that, and um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, grasshopper, where am I? You're asking, oh yeah, <laughs> what? you're asking a guy with like almost no short term memory. What? What? I oh, forgot sure. where I, I was going Dory. here. I forgot Dory. Well, let me let me swim back home. Um, yeah, I did love him. You know, it's just um, the stuff I don't love. I don't love being mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know beat and stuff i know beat sounds so horrible doesn't it like beat he's beat he's beat very it's a very negative word beat yeah yeah i think so yeah um well abused him what's what's a, a kind of word hmm? when it's not so gently offensive. tapped oh that's, that's 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 sweet i wasn't gently tapped yeah i'm not a peach yeah He's gently tap. I was gently tapped already. If that's if that's gentle, mm-hmm. uh, I'll pass, baby. <laughs> <laughs> gently tap me. <laughs> anyway, so guys, that's it. Um, hey, moving on. Glad to have you back. Yeah, yeah. Nice to have, yeah. You, have everyone back. Hmm? It's nice to have everyone back and listening. Yeah, it really is. And thanks for the support, man. We just dig it. You know. Yeah. Hey, Grasshopper told me, he says, uh, you don't use words that people don't know what they don't understand. <laughs> I was like, if you you're going to be that. using 
like 50s words. <laughs> oh wow! It's, a, it's super. It's it's a uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> I was like, that'd be like having a doctor on this podcast and him using all of his doctor terminology. And I'm like, I don't have any. I don't have any. I don't know what to say about it because I don't understand. Oh, Oh, that's swell. That's super. Oh, wow. Let's go get some ice cream at the ice cream shop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Saturday morning. Woo! Yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. Remember those cartoons, man? Oh, yeah. I love those cartoons. Oh, I used to watch Saturday morning cartoons, man. Oh, I like um, Scooby-Doo. Love me some Scooby. I love Scooby mm-hmm. and X-Men. You like X-Men? Yeah. You know why you like them? Um, he was gritty no like you <laughs> yeah. when i was a kid i didn't think of why i liked the shows well you know you ever try to think about things you used to do when you used to do them and when you're at the age to kind of um know why you do it you understand why you did it <laughs> um no oh, i lost you yep <sighs> okay right, let's move on yeah so I said I love my dad, which I did love him. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like getting beat on. You know what I mean? Who likes getting beat on? Well, nobody, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what. Why don't you tell me, tell me about your first MRI experience? And um, actually, no, you know what? Yeah. Let's do that. My first MRI experience? Well, I mean... From your first one when you had cancer, yeah, to now to to your current one, oh, like comparing, yeah, okay. that came out wrong. <laughs> well, I will, uh, I will do my best to give uh, the listeners a detailed explanation so you can you can see it in your mind and you can feel what it feels like to be there with me. Mm. So, like MRIs, what were you gonna say? I'll do my best to have coffee before this and start doing my exercises so that I won't sound like Ozzy Osbourne. Instead of drinking your coffee on, on air? It's tea. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, um, in general, mm-hmm. MRIs are, like, they're horrible things. There's, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have uh, needle phobia. Like, I have a phobia of needles. And... Yeah. um. And I'm I'm super glad that I'm not claustrophobic either. Um, What's that for? It's like they, like inside these MRIs, they're tiny tubes. And uh, like the first time I had no idea what to expect. And it was like one of the longest 45 minutes of my life. Um, They also hook you up to an IV and it's attached to like a a spiral tube on your arm. Mm. And uh, they slide you into a cold machine and uh, sometimes they offer you a blanket, and I usually take that. But it's it's really cold, and uh, I don't know. It just feels like there's no like, there's no color in the room. Hey, grasshopper. Yeah. It's like a bread box, right? Kind of, sort of. You know how you, you just on oven like an oven. Um, except a circle. It's like a Twinkie. Yeah. And you're Twinkie you're, oven. you're the white going into the Twinkie. Oh, you're the puff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Puff. So, um, where was I? They, um, they also, because it's so incredibly loud, 
They also give you earplugs. And uh it's just it's just crazy loud. And um I don't know how I don't know how large people larger people than I can fit in these things. Like I I have to have my arms against my sides and still mm. like when they're sliding me back into the into the Twinkie, into the big circular tube, my arms my the backs of my arms still touch and the sides of my arms still touch the, the sides. Mm. And um the entire thing vibrates and it and it shakes with each loud pulsing sound. It's uh really? yeah. Mm. It's like uh I can feel the, like the huge magnet going around the magnet me. There? Yeah, There's a magnet like there? a, that's uh mm. MRI means magnetic Don't look at me. Uh, I have no letters behind my name. Uh magnetic Dang it. Just Google. No time. Okay. Magnetic resonance, resonance, something imaging. In, information. Yes. No. <laughs> it's imaging something. Yeah. So that's hey, what, check it out. What? Oh. What am I checking? You said out? it's. Oh. Um, I was just gonna say like it's a huge magnet going around me. Hmm. I sometimes like uh, I don't know with all the noises and stuff going on in there. I just hmm. try to imagine I'm in some kind of spaceship. Like, oh, uh, I like that. Shooting things like noises or whatever, just so I can take my take my mind off of what's happening wow and they also uh like in radiation they they mount your head to the bed really and uh just so like so what this mri machine does is it takes thousands of pictures of like the inside of your brain Mm. and uh i'm not i'm not a scientist and i have no letters behind my name so i can't explain how it works but it um I don't know. Somehow they can bounce, like the magnetic field bounces off of different kind of um, biology in your brain, different kind of um, texture, skin, mm-hmm. and it bounces back, and it can see um, your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, what's well, a camera? It's like a um, it's like an X-ray. Right yeah, yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't um, it be neat if um in this what? what this this what wouldn't it be neat? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's the oh, 1950s. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be? Uh, wouldn't it be nice? How's that? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if in the MRI they had music? You can like jam to your favorite tunes and, <laughs> while being strapped down. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be great. And then and then you said, well, isn't it like one size fit all? What sure. if I was a big old lumberjack? What if I was like, um, let's say The Rock, right? I mean, like big like him. Yeah. He cannot fit there? I, I wouldn't think so. Why? Uh, because I'm like 160, 170 pounds. And, um, they try and squeeze me in there and like, I don't, I don't squeeze into places very well. Um, but I guess they also give you, uh, an emergency squishy tube. And so wow. when you squeeze it in one hand in case, uh, in case you're freaking out and sometimes they, uh, me. they put a, a mirror, like when they mount your head to the bed, sometimes on that little mounting thing, they put a mirror so you can at least see your feet and the open you, end of the tube. I thought you can check your hair. No, it's not pointed at your face. Oh, <laughs> for claustrophobic oh. people, so you can see out of the tube. 
Oh, I was thinking you can kind of see how you look. Yeah, no. <laughs> then they stopped, for me at least, they have, uh, they stopped the machine halfway through and they pumped this cold contrast in the spiral tube into my mm-hmm. arm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they they put me back in for another 20 to 25 minutes to shake around. It's uh, like that uh, they pump contrast into my body. And oh. it's like it highlights the blood flow in my brain. Really? So I have two different uh, two different kinds of MRIs. I have ones without contrast and ones with contrast because tumors actually require and eat a lot more blood than normal cells. So mm. if there's a lot of blood flow in one area, then um, then it'll be like it shows up as white when you have contrast. Really? Yeah. So they're very. It's MRIs are like horrible. Horrible things, and uh, I really hate them. But um, I don't know; it's a love-hate relationship. And uh, I had one of those before. I don't see how it's going to get much better. It's like a yin and yang, you know. Yeah, it's hmm. uh, yeah, it's pretty accurate. Hmm. But as for like uh, yeah, music, like yeah. I I've heard of some MRI places they they can bring your own music to listen mm-hmm. to over the intercom thing. But I've never been to one before. Why? Um, Did I, you want to? I've just never been to a place that you could, they, they offer that. Well, you haven't lived. You haven't lived, man. You haven't <laughs> lived. When I go uh, to the dentist, right, I got to have my uh, ear pods on and uh, I got to listen to um, music. I like um, really? 60s music. Yeah, I mean, I like. They let you put on your ear. Oh, I don't ask. Oh, you just like I put just them on. It. I see. I got to have, I got to have my, uh, um, you know, my my music, man. You know, my Peter, Paul, and Mary are just like, you know, my 60s music. I need that. I need that that vibe. It, it takes my mind off of um, off of that, you know? Yeah. Off of what's happening. I, I would have prefer, preferred to have some kind of music, but uh, yeah, they just, I don't know, they don't ever say it. You know, they offer you a blanket, they give you earplugs, and they're like, hey, do you want to listen music? to anything? Yeah. Yeah. But well, as of course. far as uh, huge people going in there, I don't know yeah. how how much bigger people would put themselves in there. Like maybe their arms would have to be on top of them. I have no idea. I never see it. I thought it was like, the circle is like really big, right? Like really big, like wide round. Except half of that circle is filled up with the bed. So the bell, the bed oh, actually right. goes into the center of it. So you don't get the entire circle. And the mirror, the mirror is like at the end, right? Um. So the mirror goes when they mount your head to it. The yeah. mirror goes right on the mounting thing, right in front of your face. Oh, see, perfect. Per- see, I, that's what I want. I want to see. I want to see me in this bubble. You can't yeah. see yourself if they have a mirror. The mirror, like, is at an angle, and you can see out of the tube and down to your feet. In case Who you're claustrophobic. I mean, wouldn't that freak you out if you see your feet? I don't think there. so because it's better than staring straight up at like you have like a foot and a half of room above your face. Yeah. So I'd rather yeah, see right. out. That's kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah. So that works for you, huh? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just glad I'm not claustrophobic, but I, <laughs> I don't think having an MRI will ever be better, will ever feel better for me. There's no really good MRI. Right. Like, this is the best one I've had since forever. Uh, I, I mean, sometimes... It's they get better depending on how the uh, um, how the the needle goes in because that's like my worst. It's like and also when you're 
you're around in there and it, it's an IV is what it is. If they can yeah. get that IV in correctly, then it's horrible because sometimes they'll, it like they'll push you back in the tube and oh. your little, uh, your little, um, I don't know, spiral tube gets mm. like one time I got caught on something as they were pushing it back and I'm holding on for the life of me because that thing's about to yank the, uh, the IV out of my arm. So I'm like, ah, help me. But you saw your feet, right? Um, yeah, that doesn't matter though. No, I'm sorry. You know, like well, if the tube what? is being, if an IV, a needle is being pumped out of your arm, pulled out of your arm, or you're mm-hmm. you're jiggling around in there, seeing your feet doesn't help at all. I want to see what I look like. No, Dario, you can't see yourself. It's not headshot time. No, Dario, it's not. All right, we'll check this out. Who pays for this? Um, does your insurance cover it, or do you pay yourself? Uh, hopefully. You have insurance, um, but uh, most insurance will pay like a chunk of it. Um, but usually, uh, I have to pay. Uh, it's generally about a grand after wow. taxes. Really? Um, or sorry, after insurance, MRIs are usually two grand without insurance. Really? It seems to be an average, but you also need to get a doctor's note to get one. Uh, like when I first moved to California, like two years ago, right, right. I had to wait to get my insurance. I had to wait till my insurance kicked in to get mm-hmm. my an MRI. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so a couple times I did like um stand up MRIs. Oh, like like stand up um comedy. Yeah, like well, you're sitting down, but you're you're vertical, mm-hmm. and they're uh, kind of attracted me because they're only three hundred dollars, like cash. The cheap one. Yeah, super cheapos. I never knew you can do an MRI standing. It is possible. Oh. I uh, but I found out they're they're just blurry pictures, and even it says not for diagnosis. So doctors couldn't even use them anyway, which I found so out the hard way. Why they do it? Then? I don't know. I didn't know any of that. So if no, anybody out there is going to do a stand up MRI, yeah, it's basically just uh, doctors don't. don't even want it. Can't read it. I guess it's just. If you want a blurry picture of your brain. So why don't they offer it, man? I don't know. Mm. Just because they can. Yeah, well, okay. Okay. They're like, oh, super cheap MRI. Like, a lot of people are going to want that. I'll try that one. I'll stand up right there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, the best thing about standing up is that if you're a big guy or big girl, you have space. Correct. That is very correct. Is that a selling point? It would be mm-hmm. if it if all the uh, so like a, a stand up MRI, yeah. it's like a blurry picture compared mm-hmm. to a, a high quality picture. Like yeah. you want to be able to see details in it. That's why you're getting it in the first place. True. Yeah. But yeah, it's like well, so there's like an MRI MRI blah, 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 choice. I give you a choice: standing or sitting. You or do. Down. Yeah, I actually. Don't think you stood the entire time. I think they, 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 they it's like a chair. Uh, sure. Like a fancy chair. Yeah. Ooh. And imagine this. Imagine this. Picture this. Picture it. You're in your fancy chair. Got your music blasting. Your favorite tunes. You got your IV in your arm. You got mm. your face strapped up against the whatever it is. Oh, that's living, baby. That's like, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, uh-huh. all the, the combination of things you said are just, it's horrible. 
Oh. It's like my worst nightmare, man. You can't, eh, it can't be good for you. I mean, it can't be like, in my mind, it's not, it's not good at all. Hmm. Well, in your mind, then again, your mind, you know, you had that brain surgery and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, yeah. it can be a good thing for other people. What do you think? I don't think, I wouldn't recommend stand-up mm -hmm. MRIs. Okay. So in other words, this uh, this whole cancer thing was pretty expensive, huh? I, aren't you glad you're okay? Yeah. Um, man, it's like, I mean, if you're doing MRIs, it's like the least, um, the least costly. So right. usually if people are getting MRIs, they need to do them because they're going to have surgery or something else more right. pricey. So MRI is like usually... Um, they're going to do like, um, uh, it's like a CT scan, which is oh. like a, a basic scan. And if they see something, then they'll have you get an MRI, which is a more detailed scan. How much are those CTs? Uh, I don't know. I've only had them once in my life. And that was uh, my first time right after I had uh, my seizure. And that's when they saw that there was, they said there's something abnormal. And so obviously they saw something weird going on in my brain and they're like, you need to have an MRI. Stand up. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so do you get a choice of hospitals? Where are we going to go? It all depends on your insurance. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever in-network is. Like, if you know nothing about insurance, they have an in-network and out-of-network. Uh, you won't make the same mistake twice if you go to an out of network because they barely cover anything. So usually you check with your insurance as to which hospital and doctors are in network and then kind of just go from there. Yeah, you go from there. You know what? I'm a reader. You know I read? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know you read. Yeah. You, I'm a reader. Yeah. You love <laughs> to read. I love books, man. <laughs> but check this out. I read in your in your um your blog that mm -hmm. your um your thumb your left thumb twitches. So you got a thumb, <laughs> you got a thumb twitch and a toe twitch. You got a whole band. You got a band. You're a one man band, man. Yeah, the, th the thumb twitchers. Huh? I was yeah. like, maybe back in the time when I was on anti seizure meds, mm -hmm. it might have been a side effect or swelling my brain causing random twitches. I don't know. It, it doesn't twitch anymore, though. It's just my toe. So one member of the band is gone the thumb. Yes. But the toll remain. Yeah, so uh, you're right. It, there's there is a one man band now. See, <laughs> you know you're you have a sense of humor, man. I ever tell you that? Yeah, sometimes I think huh? you're usually more the uh, the uh, gratitude grateful man. Oh, well, it's gratitude is it has to be learned, man. You're right. Yeah. So yeah, it has to be learned, and um. This is gratitude. This whole podcast is gratitude, man. You know? Yeah. Gratitude and giving thanks to God that he brought you out of this. That's gratitude. I totally agree with that. Like, yeah. Well, happy yeah. to be given back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got a second chance, man. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And uh, that's that's the purpose of this. Mm. So you think uh, it wasn't the Kepra that uh, gave you side effects? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, 
my Kepra was my anti-seizure med I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had previously looked up the side effects of Kepra. Right. And um, like I didn't see anything about twitching. It was like, I don't know, Kepra was an anti... I, I keep saying it as an anti-seizure med. I don't know how they work, but it, it uh, basically uh, side effects were like decreased appetite, dizziness, boom, drowsiness, boom, general weakness, boom, headache, boom, increased boom. Um, irritability, and low energy. Oh, I got that. I got all that stuff. <laughs> I got a con- yeah, every day. <laughs> oh, well, I have like um, dizziness. I have dizziness. I have the headache. Um, I'm cool <laughs> with energy. I have lots of energy, so. I'm not on Capra. Oh, that's that's too bad. Mm-hmm. It's too good. <laughs> <laughs> so after all your um your radiation vacation uh, stuff, um, you went back to school, right? And what happened? What'd you do then? Yeah. Um. So radiation took um it's like six weeks, mm-hmm. uh, um a couple days a week, mm-hmm. and uh, then afterwards, after all this, my radi- radiation vacation was done. Um. I went back to prove to everyone and myself and I decided to go back to school to show I could still learn and get another degree. Yeah. I actually went back to school um for mechanical engineering. Really? You never and... told me that. You never told me that. <laughs> no? No. It's probably because you knew <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> you probably knew that I went back to school and I eventually learned like visual effects for movies. So yeah. Is but... is that part part of the same degree? No, no. So I went back and I chose one of the hardest and most demanding careers to pick from, uh, mechanical engineering. But um, I have a a small random fun story for you if you want to listen to that. Why not? Um, All right. It's a a shorter story about my first day in class. Uh, Shorter? Um, Did did you ever tell a long one? Did I take a loan? Did did you tell the long story? The long version of it no i haven't i haven't even said it dario but so you said it's a shorter version of it well it's not going to take up the entire podcast is what i meant oh <laughs> you're funny you you got <laughs> jokes buddy <laughs> um anyways um my very first day of class uh i thought for sure i had enough strong anti-puke pills to last me through through last my last round of chemo but I was one short. So I thought, I'll just take the, the smaller two less effective ones. And I should be fine. No. Uh, I puked three times before I went to school and even popped another one or two smaller anti-puke pills um, between vomits. Ah, Check <laughs> it out. When you vomit, you vomit out the pill. I know. And that's, that's why they, they, couldn't, they couldn't kick in because I would puke them back out. Uh, and... <laughs> an hour and a half later I, I puked him up too jeez so there you go so it, these nice. anti-puke pills didn't really do their job huh? uh, I think I needed to have like once you're in the middle um, of the whole chemo thing and you're you're already puking I think it's too late yeah. so you, you pound your body with anti-puke before you puke so but <clears throat> yeah I was determined to go to school I mean, it was my very first day in a math class at 10.30 a.m. Um, about halfway through, I could feel it coming coming up. So I, uh, I politely got up out of class and excused myself to go to the bathroom and puked and came back to class. All right. That was nice, huh? It was, I was, uh, it was classy. <laughs> yeah. 
I reread in my uh, October Excuse 15th. Excuse me while I puke. Yeah, that, that would have been great. But like, it's hey almost everyone, like, I'm going to go puke. I'll be right back. It's almost like, you mind if I smoke? Yeah. Smoking in the bathroom? You probably would have done that, huh, Dario? No, I know people. Smoking in the men's room? I never. I always wanted to smoke. Uh, I had a buddy who made smoking look so cool. It's like, I want to smoke, man. I want to be cool like him. Like Marlboro, man. Yeah, yeah. Marlboro gets your heart racing, you know? That's why the guy's on a horse. He's trying to, you know, work it off. On the Bad horse. joke. Okay. <laughs> I reread uh, in my uh, October 15th of 2009 blog post mm. on my Caring Bridge site, which I'll have in the details yes. of this podcast. Um, I wrote that uh, I just wanted to thank God for getting me this far. Right. I also signed the end of that blog post with my favorite Jeremiah um, verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. And uh, I can see back then that um, God was with me in every step. And he gave me the determination and motivation to keep going, keep pushing. Um, I've said this before, but it can never be said enough that he's always there. Even when you don't think he is. Well, you know what? Um, God never leaves you, man. He's always there. I mean, check this out. I told you about my prostate uh, thing. I told the world about it. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> when after I got my prostate checked, um, well, yeah, before, like, I'm in the hospital room, and I was, like, thinking about the worst, you know, like, oh, what if he tells me that, you know, what I don't want to hear is the size of a, a lampshade. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big! Um, so I, I got already. I had, I parked my car in a certain spot. I wore dark glasses in case I had to cry. <laughs> I had, dude, I had it all planned out. Uh, I had my crying spot. I had the the whole um, wardrobe thing set, man. You know? Because you got to look cool when you cry, man. You just can't just like ball. You got to have some type of, some sense of style. You know what I mean? I've never, I never thought that. Oh. <laughs> when you're crying, you're just, unless you're, you're ugly crying, then I don't know. I gotta be, I gotta be like, <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's, it's, I gotta kind of keep uh, the illusion alive, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, so I had everything ready for the worst, and and then I was gonna call you, Kevin. I was like, Kevin, I, I need your um, your support right now, really, because uh, if I did hear the worst, man, I don't know how uh. I would do it, you know, I would, um, go on, you know, yeah. would I just fake the funk? Like everything's all right. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. Except this doesn't, it's not exactly like that. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I told you, um, if I did get the worst after I cry and all that jazz and mm-hmm. I would, I would give you a call, man, because I know that, uh, thanks. Really? Thank dude. You. You know, because I know that um, you let me know that everything's all right, man. It's you like know? if you had cancer, that's obviously not the worst thing that could happen to you because I've been through it. Mm. I'm it's a different kind of cancer, but still, cancer is cancer, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's different. You know, different. But just the mindset. I mean, you know, just talking to you like eleven years later, twelve years later, twelve, twelve years later. And 
you just make it seem so uh okay you know that by you seem making it seem like it's okay will make me feel like it's all right yeah you know, like, you know? Um, you know i've always just said it's uh it's another hurdle in life and like the uh the worst you think of it is how bad it's going to be yeah you know how your mind your mind just tells you all kind of stuff like it's gonna oh, yeah. kill you um you're gonna start going down and then i remember you, you told a story uh in one of our um previous pods that um did you i think a person was told was given the wrong diagnosis was that mm, you yeah and they live that false diagnosis correct you know, and that's that's the crazy part. When you think you have something, but mm-hmm. you don't, but you live as if you had it, you know, you, you go down fast. It depends on you as a person. It's well, like if you get a diagnosis that you're going to die, even though, you know, they got the wrong chart or something, or they've told you the wrong thing. Like you have cancer, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Like it depends on you whether you're like you're going to fight it or you're just like, well, I'm done. Even if you didn't have anything. Well, you know, I had the hospital call me once and gave me the wrong diagnosis. Did it was you? like, yeah, dude. It was like they said that I had um something about my blood cells or the red or white blood cells. Something. It was like a um, maybe cancer type of thing. I forget what it was. Uh, and within that moment, I freaked out. I like, I really freaked out. And uh, then it, it called to me. be a natural thing. Yeah, dude. You start thinking about, you start picking symptoms. like it's Especially a, if you don't understand what they're saying. You, and and then you start you start going online and reading all the symptoms. And Ooh, you go, yeah, bad. I got that. I got that. I got that too. Bad. And then you have it. You know? Everything ends in cancer or death. Yeah, man. Basically. <laughs> basically. But Anything I, you look up, yeah. Son, death. But, dude, really, I mean, I would call you. Thank you, you, man. No, I'm really serious. I would call you just for that support. Um, Good. As you should, and everyone should. Yeah, yeah. And um, because cancer is real, man. It's really real. Um, and the pain that people experience is really real, you know. And I don't think that a person can tell you um that you're not feeling, you know, it. Yeah. You know. And, no. Uh, and so by you being an encourager, Kevin Sanders, um, you're going to put people's mind to rest. I hope so. You? Yeah. I, uh, mm. I know. I feel like faith is always stepping outside of your comfort zone, like doing something that scares you. Yeah. It's imagining the best when everything and everyone around you is looking like the worst. Mm. I felt, uh, I felt that way many times. Yeah. And, um, about thinking the worst yeah. and uh, he's come through like God has come through through for me like every single time sometimes I feel like a spoiled brat because mm. I forget what he did for me uh, like the time before and I'm like what about now God why have you left me yeah. <laughs> and I, I just like uh, I sound like a little whiny brat and then uh, I swear every time I remember and I I always have faith in tough times, but you know, we're human and we forget. And if you weren't scared, 
you wouldn't need faith. Well, God, God's always there. But, and then sometimes, well, we're human, so we're going to be scared, man. So yeah. Things are going to scare you know, us. You're right. You know? It's you, uh, your choice whether you choose to have faith or just to submit to fear. Well, you know what? The last podcast, pod uh, 14, scared mm-hmm. me. Also. Uh, oh, well, that, like I mentioned before, I never told the story. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, you know, my childhood. And um, by telling it publicly, it's like, she's, yeah. And then I think what scared me was that the elephant in the room will be exposed. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Um, for all those who decide to give this uh, podcast a listen, they'll go, oh, wow. Um, really? Did he really experience that? Did it really happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, so after we recorded that, man, I had a hard time. I had a time. It was like I was expecting the worst, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, because it's like it's in your face, man. It's like it's exposed. Expecting the worst is 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 bad and good like if you expect the worst as long as you prepare for it it's fine well, so like expect the worst and hope for the best i i'm hoping for the best i mean no one uh i told the world world you heard it it was the world's premiere <laughs> but yeah it's 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 a bit scary um it's not as scary this week for me but um I don't know if it's scary. It's it's eye opening for people, eye popping. I guess mm-hmm. you know. When you think, um, I guess if you, um, if this is your first time saying it to the world, well, then yes, yes, yes. Thanks to your yeah. um, this podcast from cancer yeah. to courage, a Kevin Sanders story of abuse, <laughs> Dario story. Of abuse. Yeah. And can I th- can I thank you on air? Yeah. Uh, um this podcast via Kevin Sanders story has uh it's it's made uh what is it? I don't know if the term is you awaken a sleeping whatever. No, it's 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 a cleansing. It was a cleansing for me, man. You know? And um Good. Yeah. And I can't thank you enough for that, man. Bring it to light. It'll, uh, it it heals. Yeah. And this is one of the things that, uh, brought us together, brought us closer as friends, man. You know? Yeah. Some people talk about sports, uh, movies. We talk about being punching bags. (laughs) (laughs) Our past is our past and we can't do anything about it. Right. But, uh, you know, if we can help someone else out there. Right, right. And I think, um, like I said, I know this podcast has helped me. And I'm, I'm, I know that it's helped other people, you know? I hope so. No, what do you mean you hope so? You, don't put, don't doubt yourself, man. Don't. I, like, how many people listen to this? I don't know. Someone... Someone will have, you know, if it's one person, it's worth it. But I, I can't say for certainty 
I, I don't know. No, we talked about this before. We said, it doesn't matter if no one listens. It's there when they choose to, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess you're right. And um, we do this podcast, well, for the world. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, long after we were not doing this pod again and we moved on to other things, this pod will remain, man. You know, so. Yep. It's out there. It is. So I think, um, well, here it comes. Here it comes. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Kevin Sanders, brace yourself. You are an encourager. I tell you, <laughs> you really are. You, you, I mean, yeah. dude, it is. And um, somebody is going to be encouraged. Someone. And um, then I agree. And I agree too. And I thank you. Thank yeah. you, Dario, thank you. making and this you, possible. Yeah. And you know what, sir? Brace yourself. Brace yourself. I love you, dude. Love you too, man. You know, and um, thank you for um, bringing me on the journey with you, man. It's been uh, cool. It's been uh, like Mr. We're on a journey together. Yeah. Mr. Toll's wild ride. <laughs> 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 but we're in it together, and um, we're going to keep cranking out these podcasts until uh, when, Kevin? When? I don't know. Hmm. There's no no date, no end in mind. No, no, I'm just saying. Just keep um, coming. Keep coming. It's always yep. something to talk about, huh? Yep. And our emails will be in the details of the podcast as usual. And uh, we drop a new pod. A new pod. Every Monday. Yes. Did I say boobad? Boobad? Boobad. A new pod. I don't think so. A new pod every Monday. And uh, we just thank you guys for supporting us. And um, That's right. Bring us home, baby. Just like I said, my blog in 2009, yep. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, listening. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. A real treat. Yeah. It's always a pleasure, man. You know? You're right. It's always a pleasure to um, come into people's homes and cars and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. yes sir alright we're out